Hi, and welcome to the Only Kyle Show. I am here with a special guest. Um, he goes by, oh my god, Prison Memoirs of a Modern Anarchist um, on his social media accounts. And uh, goes by Larry, apparently, and he's going to explain why. But how are you doing today? <laughs> well, I'm doing all right. Uh, thank you for the uh, introduction. I'll say uh, hello to all my fellow uh, hopeful malcontents. Uh, and uh, I, so I go by Larry because I was in prison uh, this last time and uh, laying on my rack and uh, a couple uh, couple monks down in the studio trying to get my attention, but he can't remember my name. So he just starts yelling out these random names. Well, I'm not really paying that much attention, but then all of a sudden I hear somebody yell Larry and I know the dude at the end of the row is a serial killer named Larry. So immediately I'm like, so I look up and I'm like, cause I want to see what the fuck's going down with the serial killer. And, uh, <laughs> um, and so then, uh, because I looked up then, uh, everybody in the whole, uh, uh, unit started calling me Larry. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you gotta, you gotta love those random fucking jail name, nicknames and shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't <clears throat> get to pick your name. <laughs> hey, how, how many? How many New Yorks? How many Boston's? How many Chicago's? How many DCs? How many fucking oh. LAs? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, man, you yeah. know, you know, you know, you know, you know, New York over in C Block. It's like, fuck, dude, which one? Which fucking one? All right. There's probably fucking twenty of them that have been there in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget. Uh, how, how about Cowboy? You guys got those out there? What yeah. was it? Cowboy. Cowboy. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a fa- that's a favorite here in Ohio. Oh, uh, like, see, we have Waterboy. No, no, that's just a nickname. They're like, yeah, if it's dudes like a, a redneck or something, they'll be like, go talk to Cowboy. And oh, Cowboy, Cowboy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. We have plenty of Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, uh, let me tell you about Waterboy real quick, though. All right? Waterboy, I, I, I love to talk, like, remember the ones that I gave them the nicknames? Yeah. So, so this dude, man, his name was Elijah, and he was coming down off the fucking love boat so fucking hard. Like and, in prison? Or like a prison love boat? No, no. So this is, okay, so this is, like, I I only did time in the local jail, but, like, the local jail, they hold you up to fucking three years. Gotcha. Um. So, but no, so like people come in off, there's people who are doing, you know, years in there and people coming in off the street still, it's fucked up. It's like, everyone describes it as the hardest time they've ever done. Like dudes coming out of Pelican Bay and they're like, this fucking place is terrible. Okay. Well, this is just a, uh, a heads up for anybody who doesn't know this, that, uh, the jail is the hardest time to do. Oh yeah. It's harder. Like it just is. So, yeah. Which is shitty because that's where the people who are also innocent go. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, well, yeah. So the people that go to jail and are later found innocent, like they're they're there, serving the shittiest fucking time in the world. Like even though they're innocent. Yep. Yeah, it's fucked. And, anyway, so you're there. Uh, <laughs> well, um, uh, so they used to do pill call. Uh, you know, they lock the whole the the whole housing unit down, and the nurse comes in her little cart. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> pop you out and line you up. So they uh, 
dude's standing behind me. He's just he's just geeking. He's like, <laughs> just like manic, like fucking crazy laugh. I'm like, like, like he needs a he needs those pills. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like, what's good? What's good, Elijah? He's like, deer ain't the king in this forest. I'm like, where are you, bud? Where the fuck yeah. are you right now? That the deer ain't the king in this forest. Uh, uh, what's going on there, bud? And he, dude, like they didn't get they didn't get him any help. So he, this man, fucking walked into the shower like somebody else's shower. It was like. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, my bad. And then, like, butt-ass, you know, fu- butt-ass naked just walked across the pod and went in the wrong cell and then fucking came back and got in another shower that wasn't his. And, like, it, yeah, dude, fucking, uh, what ended up happening is they put him in the cell with the other craziest person in the fucking pod. Yeah. <laughs> and that dude wo- said he woke up and dude was fucking beating his meat over his bed. And, oh, yeah. and like fucking you know on on the on the on PCP just fucking just, just, just jacking it dude just going to town <laughs> and, and uh, they let's just say they both ended up getting out of there real quick. <laughs> the uh, man, I yeah, there are some fucking crazies. Uh, with well, so in, in the county where I'm at, the jail, uh, there's only one shower, so there's not like going into other showers or whatever and uh but this dude he wouldn't come out of the shower because he was jerking off all day like just in the shower like and so nobody else could take a fucking shower either like uh oh man it was uh they we have a uh, mental health facility uh that will take uh people like that um while they await trial dude we don't we uh, don't at that, all but then, look, after they're found guilty, uh, they go to prison with everybody else. Doesn't matter, you know, if you're fucking, you could be, have the brain, you could have the brain of a seven-year-old, which they're in there, you know, at mental, full-on mental retardation, and uh, they put you in with some straight-up fucking killers and predators. See, you know? here, here, it's, it's, it's like the opposite. So there's nothing, there's, there's nothing up front. Like, you know, they, they throw everybody in together. <laughs> And right. it, I mean, the, the mental health side in the jail is just absolutely terrible. But like, if you go to prison and you're fucked up, you know, they there there's a state facility that's a mental health facility that they'll send you to. Oh yeah, we closed all those down here in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, um, oh, I mean, it's uh, uh, I I felt they're a little better about it now. Like I've been to prison uh, uh, a couple times and. Uh, um, you know, things have changed in the 20 years between my two prison sentences. Uh, <laughs> and I, I will say they, they have changed for the better. They're still, it's still not great, but, um, the, uh, the changes that they have made are definitely for the better. Yeah. I, uh, I man, there, there's, a, there's slightly more segregation of the, like, if you're severely mentally retarded, they'll, uh, they have like a separate, uh, unit. Uh, you know that you go in. You know they'll still be out in the yard, but they won't be housed uh, uh, with non, uh, or well, I guess what you would call typical function functioning people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, but uh, but they still interact in the chow hall and in the yard, and whatnot. But uh, but twenty years ago, it was uh, they just threw you to the wolves. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty sad to watch. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, especially I, I couldn't imagine like fucking. I I can't I can't believe that like I can't believe that the conversations being had that there's fucking you know people that mentally ill being convicted of crimes <laughs> like. Uh, okay, look, this last time, I mean, I was in here. This dude, you know, he straight up told me that uh, uh, how uh, the devil told him that the uh, mail lady was stealing a social security check. So he kidnapped her in the mail truck. And uh, holy like, fuck, dude would walk around. He had like one shoe on all the t- like about half the time, you know. And uh, uh, you know, it's just. When he looked at you, you could tell like he it's like he wasn't home. Yeah. Oh but, yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. That is exactly how yeah. I explain yeah, you know, like describe the the people like that that I run into in jail. It's just not home. They're not home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's pretty sad, really, but um Yeah. So uh what uh um uh, what state uh, were you in jail? Virginia, same Virginia. county, same county every time. Stafford. Yeah, you ever watch that dude? Uh, Twenty three and one. Uh, the YouTube channel. No. He 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 was in. He's a Virginia person. It's about uh, it's about being in jail and, and uh, prison and stuff. I gotta, I, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look into that. <laughs> Yeah, it's called. Or it's, I think his full name is Lockdown Twenty Three and One. Oh man, he was he was he was he was probably in Rappahannock. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty good channel. Oh, uh, yeah, check it out. But so, um, I guess uh, you know my my main uh, goal um, was you know it's basically I've been. You know, I've been to prison a couple of times. I've been literally like homeless on the streets, uh, living in a tent, going trap house to trap house or flop house to flop house, wherever, you know, you could lay your head. Um, and uh, um, this last time I actually, uh, so the first time I went to the prison was for selling ecstasy. And uh, then this last time I went to prison, I was actually... Uh, I was in the methadone clinic uh, to get off of heroin, and um, I went out on a date with this chick. Uh, it was my birthday. She was my neighbor's babysitter, and uh, um, I knew she was into me. And I'm like, whatever, you know, it's my birthday. Come on, let's go. And uh, so we went out and we're drinking and uh, you know sightseeing around Columbus, basically. Uh, and then uh, uh, afterwards, we'll go back to my place. And while I'm cooking dinner, she's stealing all my methadone. Oh, shit. Um, and then she overdoses on it. <sighs> um, so uh, I, I call 911. I'm giving her CPR. Uh, 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 they get there, so she lived. Whatever. Good. Um, I mean, I know. mean, at least good that she lived. Um, and then, uh, um, uh, and then they charged me, uh, with uh, a felony that's called a uh, corruption of another with drugs. Jesus. Um, uh, 
and it's uh, two to eight years. Uh, and uh, we have truth in sentencing here in Ohio. So when it's they where they say two to eight, it's two to eight. Um, there's no none of this like twenty years and you get out in ten stuff. Right. No, what? No good time. Uh, okay, so uh, the good time you can get is uh, you can get one day per month. So, so in twelve okay. in a year you can get out twelve days early. Okay, so okay, ours so. ours is um, our ours was thirty five percent, um, like ours ours was um, oh my god eighty yeah it was eighty five percent for felonies and and fifty for misdemeanors, and they yeah, actually we, they just changed it, um, yeah we eight fourteen, <clears throat> now it's um, now it's sixty five. For felonies, what, what is that like? Seven months on a year? Yeah, and, and but I, I, it's the best thing they could have possibly ever done because it incentivizes the fuck out of not fucking with people in fucking jail and prison, because oh, and, and and they consider they consider the jail now as like they have a it, they have like a hard time clause. And they consider it as hard time. So, like anywhere that you're not, like if you're sentenced to prison and you were, you know, you stay in the jail for seven months, you get like added, uh, added earned credit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I think the sixty-five percent is, yeah, the sixty-five percent is the hard time, and then they like when you get to prison, it's it goes back up to seventy-five. So, like, uh, so here we you get full. Uh, uh, well, it's not not required by law, but it, it uh it's pretty much standard practice. Uh you get credit for all your time in jail also off of your prison sentence. Um so um you know, if you were in if you were in jail for six months before they sent you to prison, you know, you get the credit for that six months. Oh well yeah, you had they have they they have to by uh by... they don't have to in Ohio. Uh there are people that the judge refuses. Uh, uh, well, uh, no, well, I'm saying like that, I guess nobody's challenged it, but there's a Supreme court ruling, uh, that establishes that though, that those days have to be credited as long as you were being held for those charges. Now, you know, like the only, if some States will like, if you were locked up for six months pending trial on something else and you know, you were found not guilty, um, yeah. you know, some States allow, judge's discretion to, to credit those towards another charge or whatever rather right. than the state being uh financially obligated to uh repay you uh but like yeah I, oh man i'd have to look up I'd, I'd have to look up the case but like yeah it uh i believe yeah i mean that's how it should be like so i would really hope that's how the supreme court would rule if it got challenged yeah the uh there are so many uh, instances like that where I would love to challenge the law, but I don't have standing. Um, you know, I, I don't have legal standing to challenge it. Like, I'm not affected by it. Um, even though I think, you know, the laws are uh, unjust. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, um, if, if you, uh, so my Facebook page mm -hmm. is, uh, I share a lot of news stories. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, it's 
I'll share the headline, uh, and then if down in the comments, there'll be a link to the board. Both people want to read. But uh, uh, you know, they there's a study that they did that the the length of the sentence uh, has zero effect on uh, a deterrence for a crime uh, for somebody committing a crime. Uh, they determined that the only deterrence is getting caught, and so basically, if you had to go there, what they're mathematically, there's no difference between uh, if the punishment is one day in prison or a hundred years in prison uh, when you're deciding whether or not to commit the crime. Yeah. Uh, what you thought is prison, yes or no. Um, you know, uh, the, but how long in prison doesn't really come into play. Uh, well, and most so, people, most people don't know, <laughs> like most, you know, mo mo most people and most crimes aren't even methodically committed in the first place. You know, so you're not like, Hey, how, you know, I wonder how many fucking years I could possibly get in prison for this. <laughs> I, so that's the thing is, so now our prisons are so overcrowded. We have the number, the largest prison planet on the, uh, you know, uh, prison nation in the, in the whole planet, yeah. uh, yeah, we talk shit about Russia, talk shit about China. Um, hell, China's got a fucking, you know, sorry, I don't know if you cuss on here. Oh, no, uh, you can you can fucking cuss as much as you want. I, I... <laughs> China's got over, you know, one, over a fucking billion people, all right? We have a third or a fourth of that. Um, well, to be, yeah. hold on, to be fair on that, you know, and I don't like defending the U.S. at all, uh, but to be fair on that, China has a small prison population because the people that they will send to prison, they usually just kill. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, that's, I, I will 100% uh, uh, say that, that there is that has a high probability. Yeah. Uh, I would need to see the numbers for sure, but I could, I wouldn't. Uh, my gut doesn't tell me it's not true, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, they're, well, they're at least sending them to, like, you know, like, work camps that probably don't feed them very well, and they're probably passing away from go, natural causes. There's the thing, and they go to these re-education camps. Mm -hmm. and I think about this very recently, how I'm not, I'm not totally against the idea of that um, for American prison, um, where basically you actually do some real fucking rehabilitation uh you know you send the people there you you uh because they committed a crime get them their high school uh ged you know uh give them some kind of fucking uh skill work skill you know like yeah, yeah. And, like teach them how to do something to make money legally when they get out like no um, that, that 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 i'm all for like Yo, Chinese re-education camp is more of like... I don't know, because I'm not sure. It could be American propaganda. Oh, hey, so I no, hey, that's uh, that's yeah. that's true. Um, so but I, I, will, I, I will say from expats that I, that I know from China, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That would be a reliable source. Yeah. They say. Uh, I, the the re-education camps oh. that you know they know of and still you know not direct information because you know they don't necessarily know they didn't necessarily know people who were sent to re-education camps you know right. but they, you know so who knows they know what the word on the street is yeah you know? yeah and in, in that you know most of it is you go there and you well, are 
somewhat brainwashed to follow the party and you know learn you learn about how your work is going to help the cause of the of the you know so, party of china very cultish yeah. yeah, I mean it's communist. <laughs> it's, it's you know, uh, well, uh, authoritarian. Uh, oh, the authoritarianism. Yeah. Like worship and all that. The uh, the uh, you know to them, uh, it's just like uh, when you uh, are in AA. You know, you ever had to go to those meetings and they're like, "Well, you don't have to believe in God. You just have to believe in a a higher power." Uh, it's the same the same thing there in China. They're like. You don't have to believe in God. You, just have, you know, the higher power is it's the Communist Party. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're here for you. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to uh, automatically buy into this uh, um, that China is a is such a huge threat to us uh, that's being pushed right now by the uh, mainstream media. I mean, I'm not saying that they're not a potential threat. I just uh, I feel like we're threatening them and provoking them more than they're really doing to us. And right now in the world, it's, uh, um, I, I think the internet and the expansion of information into what, you know, we used to call the third world, uh, you know, they're seeing the U S intervention everywhere and the fucking disasters we leave. And, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, we're just not that, you know, they used to look up to us, uh, you know, and now I feel like we're losing that. And uh, China is definitely seizing the moment uh, with their Belt and Road Initiative. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, it, uh, Ch China, uh, for, for their ideological base, they are the most fascinating oh. capitalists outside of their own country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, the BRICS, I don't know if you heard of BRICS. Uh, you know, it's an economic block with uh, Brazil, Russia, uh, India, India, China, South Africa. And uh, um, so that is pretty much half of the world's population. Well, not just right. that. It's not and it, it's not just South Africa. It's the entire continent. So China, I talked about this on here before. China is investing huge oh, dollars in building actual infrastructure all throughout africa right now oh yeah no that yeah they're uh man they're putting in seaports uh airports fucking, uh, yeah whole business centers distribution facilities building roads and it's so fucking genius because the west has just been exploiting the entire continent for fucking a thousand years oh, yeah, they're gonna when it comes the hearts and minds of the people in africa are are china's gonna win oh yeah uh, versus united states or europe <laughs> you know like i mean it, it's really not even a contest uh yeah uh, so it part uh, of me part of me <laughs> likes that because the 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 only other you know major influence in most of africa is you know actual radical islamic extremism yeah. <laughs> so i'd i'd much rather china you know, I hate to say it. I mean, it's like fucking choosing cyanide or a fucking bullet to the head, but it's... I mean, look, China's not going to tolerate radical Islam, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, not at all. Stamp that out real quick. Uh, but uh, um, here's the thing is, if it comes down to a war, um, the 
uh, the United States owns the oceans. All right, we uh, we have the most powerful navy. It's it's pretty much even the rest of the world's navies all put together. We still have a chance. Like like so. It, I mean, it's like that. Now on land, eh, you know. That's a whole that's a whole another ball game. On land, you China know? could just literally drop people out of planes oh, and the right. body count could take out the US. <laughs> and so and um China, uh, Asia, Europe and Africa, if you think about it, they're that's really an island. All right? They're all connected. That's an island. Um and uh there's a theory uh out there they call it, uh they refer to that as the world island. All right, that's where humans started, you know, and that's where they all migrated uh, through originally and where they evolved. So all the best I think we could hope for is to blockade the world island. And then what? And then we leave ourselves North America and South America. Um, and then and meanwhile, and that would have to be we'd be forcing South America to join us. Uh, they don't want to fucking join us. We're doing the same shit there that we do in fucking Africa, you know, at well, instigating coups. And fucking, uh, you know, try over installing dictators in Chile and 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 funding yeah. funding and arming one cartel leader in, in, instead of the other and yeah. <laughs> Every time we try to worry about somebody else's business, we we fuck it up. And uh, everybody likes to say, you know, point World War Two. All right, and uh, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you that, well, but. We didn't find out about the Holocaust until after we won the land invasion. All right, so so you gotta kind of gotta get rid of the there's like a, a retcon retconning history and saying we went because of the Holocaust. That's not why we went. Yeah, like we found that after afterwards. So well, now you have to have the was it just to go? It didn't know about the Holocaust. Well, and, you know, and, you know, you, you know, you keep going back and, you know, a large part of the reason that what led to the whole trail of events that even allowed World War Two to come to fruition is in part because of the United States yeah. and, you know, and, and the Western powers involving themselves in things that really didn't need to. It was a really a continuation of World War One. Mm hmm. Um, like when, when history, uh, gets written uh, a century from now, yeah, they might just call that the, the 30 years of war or something, you know, like, and <laughs> combine the two together. Yeah. Uh, because it was really, it was, you know, 30 years of war against Germany or whatever. <laughs> like, that's what it boiled down to. Like, yeah. Uh, whether economic or physically. So, uh, and then Japan, you know, how we, we, we cut off their oil. Yeah, like uh, so, and they they have like no natural resources of their own, all right. And uh, so we cut off the oil at a while in the they're in the middle of a war with China. Yep. Um. So of course they're going to come and attack us. You know, it's just yeah. like we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. You know, I'm surprised, man. If I was a fucking German, I man, dude, I'd be I'd be pissed because of my factory that I worked at for you know 20 years. Is closing because they can't afford the energy, uh, you know, and, and my heating bill is now five times what it was, you know, the year before, because the United States blew up uh, the fucking pipeline just because they're mad at Russia. 
Well, like, and and which I, here here we go. You might as well instead of the thirty year war, you might as well call it the hundred and fifty one because you're gonna you know you're gonna have a lot of fucking pissed off Germans. <laughs> you know, that's that's just what we need when all this other shit's going on in the world is a bunch of pissed off fucking Germans. <laughs> and that's that's you know, yeah, and here it's because we're meddling. If we would just mind our own fucking business, uh, you know, now I'm I get it that uh you know there's a chance maybe I you know uh these people they say Russia wanted uh wants to take over Europe or wants to have some empire, whatever. I don't know, it's really uh um kind of irrelevant. Uh, I feel like it's Europe's problem, not our problem, but uh um. Regardless, uh, you know, even uh, even if they did, we we shouldn't have given them a reason to have the moral high ground by invading the Donbass because we supplied the weapons. Trump tried to cut them off; they impeached him for it. All right, um, for cutting off the weapons in Ukraine, but they and they were killing their own people for eight years, and uh, with the weapons we were giving them. So basically, it when the rest of the world's looking at it. You know who doesn't watch the BBC and CNN? All right, when they're looking at it, they're they're seeing the United States was giving these guys weapons to, and they're killing their own people, and now here is Russia comes in to help save those people. So from a third party perspective, they now appear to be the good guys. Now I'm yeah. not saying Putin is a good guy or whatever. I'm not even trying to say that. Yeah. I'm just saying if you step back and look at the situation. Yep. We provided an opportunity for him to look like a good guy. Yeah, so, and, and well, and yeah, he's he's not. I mean, you know, but, go go back to but, South Ossetia and and yeah, look, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not <clears throat> saying that he is. Oh yeah, no, 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 I know, I know, you're not. We teed him up for a for a good uh, public relations thing for you know for part of the world. Uh, yeah, you know they're seeing they're seeing him as a hero because he's going in to defend these people. You know that we're getting you know killed by their own government, and and now you have and look you have fucking Zelensky cutting off a, an entire region of people from food and water, you know, including women and children. Yep. You know, yeah. and, and it's just, I, you know, how are you going to sit there and be like, well, we're fighting for the lives of these people unless they don't agree with us, and we're going to tie them to posts and. I do. Right, right. Um, I mean, so I, I have the belief. Um, so okay, the the goal, one of the goals of my, uh, um, my YouTube channel is basically going to be to lay out, um, some some changes that need to be made in government. All right. Now, I've heard you mention. AI and automation before. Mm -hmm. I'm of the same belief, right? It's coming. All right. And uh, the chat GPT stuff is now, you know, like automation was a threat to the uh, factory worker. Chat GT, whatever, the chat thing <laughs> is, a, is a threat to the white collar workers, all the, the reporters, lawyers, and such, um, because it's going to be able to do their job. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I I just need a form written for court. All right. What well, you know? I don't need to pay five hundred dollars to a lawyer. I can pay fifty bucks to a chat bot. I actually I, I actually wrote I actually wrote my petition to be uh, released from probation using ChatGPT. 
awesome. Thank you. Thank you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you're forgetting one thing is that chat GPT is pulling from, you know, the treasure trove that is the internet, that is the collective generation of, of content by humans. So if you were to leave, you know, it, like if, if humans were to all get off, right, you would have no content creation right now for chat GPT to pull any new information. There, yeah. There, no new information. Now I was wondering about that. I mean, uh, as when it, it would basically just get into a feedback loop, and it would be, you know, like all yeah. the information on the internet would be our, our AI, and then the AI is learning from themselves, and then it would just stall out. Well, that's okay. Well, it, I have to change that because they just launched Whisper. Whisper is a voice voice recognition and encoding uh, AI, and okay. it can also it can also generate natural sounding voice from text. Um, so it just, so this is a, a pro tip for uh, everybody listening. Uh, when the, uh, uh, when the robot overlords start uh, monitoring all of our conversations and stuff, and uh, we have to start speaking in uh, Ebonics and slur your words as much as possible. So oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. It, it actually, it actually, it actually already has, Ebonics and slang down, like I, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's got it already. But yeah. so, and that's that's when you know that gets plugged. That, that what's going to end up happening? That's going to get plugged into the fucking NSA's data, uh, fucking server system, and it, you know, it's just going to have all, you know, it's just going to have constant access, and it's going to become Skynet. <laughs> oh yeah. So okay. So here's the thing: is I'm like, um. I feel like a type of communism is inevitable, all right? Uh, and it's uh, the most probable outcome is that we're going to be the slaves, all right? <laughs> like the Now, it's not the only out, outcome. I just said it's the most probable. And I think that we need to try to push to make sure that that does not happen. Well, um, and... Uh, because, uh, you know, you've heard that, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy and whatever. Well, the question is, then who is going to do the owning? Is it a collective owning or is it, you know, an oligarchic owner? Well, uh, I, hear me out, though. So, so, yeah. I am a huge proponent of AI in every yeah. aspect. Because uh, AI is going to bring us into what is called post-scarcity society. Oh yeah. Okay. So we're okay. We're gonna get. I, I got sidetracked on my vision here. Okay. <laughs> so, um, there are two phases. All right. Uh, to my my plan, and that's hence the mask too. Is I want, I don't want any focus to really be on me. All right. It's just the message. All right. And the two phases are one I call simplocracy. All right. You know. Ocracy as in a style of government, and simple as the the base word there. Simplocracy. We need to simplify and streamline our government. Get rid of uh, the stupid excess laws and whatever. Um, uh, in the second phase, though, I call Project Twenty One Sixty One, and that is a uh, a nod to uh, the Starfleet Star Trek, uh, the year they were created. 
Um, uh, and that is basically where everybody on Earth has all their basic needs are met. You know, they don't have to worry about anything. And if they want to have the adventure uh, and the capitalism and whatever, they can, you know, they can leave the planet. We'll be mining the, you know, solar system. And uh, um, so anyway, um, I think that eventually we will have that technology like they have in Star Trek where you tell it what you want to eat and it just kind of makes it. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. At, at the very least, you know, 3D printed. <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. So they're 3D printing meat right now. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah. So, um, so, yes. So that is coming. All right. Um, so then I think what I kind of envision is be, they would be expensive and like basically a, a neighborhood would get together and buy one, you know. And uh, and it would just create whatever the fuck you needed, like um. <laughs> so at some point, the only you know the only super nece- necessary job would be the uh, producing the raw materials and maintaining the equipment. You know, and well, uh, but but that but that's the thing, like producing raw materials, you can have AI for that. You're gonna you're you know, and then and so that's what I'm, I'm getting at is that basically it all it's all gonna go away, and we need to decide what is going to happen to the human race at that point and, and our view of economics, like, um, because they're the only jobs are going to be creative jobs. All right. Um, which, you know, have, they only have a subjective value. Uh, you know, they don't have a, a a natural value. Well, no. Okay. So, so, there there will be a huge i mean this is my belief there will be a yeah, huge yeah. paradigm shift obviously but yeah you know humans will just have to turn to have to turn to innovation like just just raw innovation could you imagine the entire human race just yeah, able ju- just able to focus on making everything as good as it can be, if not better, and exploring, you know, the, yeah. just spiritual fucking shit, and and you know, just testing the limits because they have n- nothing else to worry about but innovation and creativity. I want to, and I want to make sure that we get to that point and don't devolve into um, what is called a they they call a new social uh, hierarchy, which. Uh, um, uh, by the way, I have, I have a degree in evolutionary biology, uh, um, but, uh, uh, a use social hierarchy is, is picture a, uh, a termite or an ant or a bee, all right? They have a sterile working cast, right? and that is the, quali- that's the qualifying characteristic, and that's considered the pinnacle of social evolution as far as efficiency goes, all right? So, you know, it was... Like the movie Logan's Run. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, uh, what was it about? They're, it's in the future. They're all young. Uh, um, and they got these little uh, things in their hand uh, that, you know, when they get to like 25 years old, they get selected to go to some fucking uh, 
fantasy island thing but it's really it's they're killing them because they you know it's they need to keep everybody at peak uh work uh you know efficiency and so it's like that um yeah it's basically they're all uh, sterile workers you know living in a fucking uh, dome <laughs> like and uh and they don't even really realize it jeez so, um but that's that is honestly you know and now i know uh it's kind of a negative outlook but i mean i feel like that's the most probable uh um uh, outcome at this point with the path that we're on um i uh, i, I uh, see why you think that um uh, well okay let me okay so you and i both have libertarian uh beliefs mm-hmm. right? um uh now, can you accept the uh, the truth that a monopoly is the enemy of the free market? Yeah, is not not just the enemy, but an enemy. Uh, okay, all right. Now, um, can you uh, agree with the statement that um, it, unless there is some perfectly fine tuned uh equilibrium that unregulated capitalism uh will it devolve into a monopoly no 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 because in almost every instance throughout history it, it has not been it has not been unfettered capitalism that has created monopolies it has been it, it is it has been the establishment and the enforcement of the state and its and, and you know and its systems that establishes monopolies. Okay. Uh, I can give you some truth in that. Uh, now, um, let's say you know that these same these same companies like when a um, when a country goes down, these companies are still going to exist, and if they donate the, you know, enough money. They can buy any new government, you know, that pops up. And also, if you just start, like, here's like, boom, okay, we have unregulated uh, capitalism. Uh, now, uh, everybody's not starting on the same uh, field. The ones that were already almost a monopoly are still already almost a monopoly. All right. And uh, so it's. But, but it's okay. Not- so, so you have. So, what it boils down to with that and like i'm not a libertarian voluntarist but you know and i don't and i'm not like sitting here gonna expect people you know if that happened tomorrow for people to all of a sudden have voluntarist you know beliefs but there's pretty simple beliefs that everybody but you know fascist authoritarians generally have and that's if you know <clears throat> so 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 there's no so say there's no government tomorrow and it's just it's just a free market world and yep. i mean does does the government existing is that what stops you from from going and beating the shit out of your neighbor just at will no i mean right, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 your your morals that do that and those monopolies have to exist with people like they, you know, they they can't <clears throat> now unless they had like some automated AI army to enforce right. their fucking will, you know, 
they're not going to be able to, they don't have the numbers because as much as I, you know, there's a lot of shitty people in the world, the vast majority are good. Uh, I 100% believe. So, yeah, I mean, they, I agree, they, I agree. they wouldn't have the numbers to maintain a monopoly for any, you know, long, maybe temporarily, <clears throat> but not any long period of time because people in general would not stand for it. So here's my thought is, uh, it's basically, okay. I think that, you know, it's a form of a progressive tax system. Um, I think that the, uh, for the sake of simplicity, uh, that the tax structure should be based on in decimal places. So, and I think a good first place to a first jump off point would be, um, any, uh, any, the first hundred thousand dollars that anybody makes is not taxed. Right. And, uh, um, so, and, you know, the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, corporations are people, blah, blah, so to speak. I think corporations should be subject to the same uh, tax code as people then. And we just, you know, once you get up over, you know, a billion dollars, you know, the taxes, you know, really fucking high. I don't know. You know, it's, um, I, I feel like that's the only way to prevent the monopolies. And so you would give those corporations time, you know, be like, hey, look, in two years, this is going to be your tax rate. So you might want to start breaking up right now. Like, you know, so, you know, you have these conglomerates, Nestle and Unilever or whatever, you know, they, they own, you know, large tracts of the U.S. economy under, you know, a hundred, hundreds of brand names. Mm-hmm. And it's actually one company, um, you know. Fucking! They talk right now. Obviously, Amazon, you know, and uh, and Google. Uh, I don't even think you know Facebook. Yeah, they got a monopoly right now. But well, okay, well, but but look at that. And but, that is the one time I've ever defended Facebook in my life. Yeah, you cannot have a monopoly yeah, of of, of 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 an internet service that's I like I literally. You you can go to councilofkyle.com slash social and I made a uh-huh. Facebook clone. Like I and I made you know I made it in three hours. So yeah, so I know that's what I said. I don't really like to include Facebook in yeah, that. But uh, as far as hold on, as far as as far as Amazon and and, and Google go, the yeah. majority of that has been because the government contracted yes. out specifically to them all these contracts for them to even have the money to expand to such growth exactly so the way i feel like the way to uh deal with that you know is uh you got to claw back uh um yeah uh, i so let's start with what the definition of profit all right now i think that that's after after your payroll, um, you know, uh, is what we're going to count as uh, as profit. You know, that's so obviously your operating costs and stuff. But I mean, even the bonuses and whatever, all of that. So after that is your profit, and that's what gets taxed. Um, after you reinvested in your company, you bought new equipment or whatever. You know, so it's not like I'm saying you know it's a little stifle. Growth, but I'm saying that it will 
um, encourage competition, which is the most necessary thing, uh, I think, to keep a free market alive. So I just feel like if we had an upper cap on how big a business could get, uh, you know, and uh, also, you know, I'm not uh, intellectual property, you know, uh, that's another uh, big uh, depressor of uh, innovation and the free market. Well, and, and here's and here's here's the answer to 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 that for like a libertarian perspective, right? you can have intellectual property rights within a free market without a government entity to enforce them voluntarily. So, you know, you, you say, you know, say you have a, have a third party, uh, that, you know, has these rights and platforms like Amazon or Google or, or, you know, any, you know, Facebook marketplace, whatever, they have, you know, they voluntarily sign into agreements that, hey, if people, you know, copy this material, we won't let anybody else sell it, you know, or you will give you royalties. It's written into the contract and, you know, and, and therefore there's no government involvement, but there's still some semblance of intellectual property rights. Well, so where I'm at is, uh, yeah, I, I agree with uh, what you're saying there, uh, but the the public at large is not gonna um just wholesale adopt that you know we there's it's gonna take steps to reach that point um you know and uh because um you know and that's where i think simplifying yeah that's what so i have uh ideas like a bill and uh congress should uh you from the time it's submitted they should get one day per page to read the bill <laughs> uh yeah uh, now that imagine them trying to push through that like uh obamacare thing yeah uh, or <laughs> omnibus spending package omnibus bill yep yep the uh hell they'd still be they'd still be waiting to vote on that one pelosi put through you know i don't know like you know, it's, um so no they'd still be waiting to pass oh, obamacare yeah exactly <laughs> so i uh there's that um uh, I also i I believe in a direct democracy, um, so I think that the House of Representatives uh, should basically not really exist. Uh, that each person should be able to vote on a bill if they want to, and they should have the option to give their vote to a person. So, let's say if you're like, yeah, I like uh, I like Larry. Um, I, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. I'm going to give him my vote. Um, and then, so basically, you know, now I would have two votes whenever I voted. Uh, so it's still, you can have the representative democracy because you're too busy to worry about these bills or whatever. All right. But if something was important to you, you could take your vote back from me and because you wanted to vote differently than me. You know, so so it's still it's all a vol- it's all a voluntary thing, and uh, uh, you know you can vote and you can not vote if you don't want to. Um, so any, uh, what what do you what are your thoughts? I I think yeah I'm 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 absolutely against it, uh, especially direct democracy. Um, Why is this? 
I, and I mean, I'm, I'm against representative democracy it, because it's no, it's no, well, one direct democracy is prone to, you know, just social whims and, you know, say, yeah, you know, I mean, like literally a democratically voted in, you know, Nazi party could be voted in tomorrow if that's the way that society decided to swing. They could vote tomorrow that, you know, uh, black people can't, don't have, you know, rights anymore and change the fucking constitution and, and fucking you know, literally just be able to, to vote away, you know, every amendment, you know, fucking just vote into existence an amendment to the constitution that null and voids the entire constitution. It's like, it's just. How, how is, how are we preventing that from happening right now? Um, well, I, like it's not perfect at all. I don't. You know, uh, our Republican democracy is has its flaws, but there are at least some checks and balances within the system. Um, because for for a for a like a constitutional amendment, um, can't you know it has to pass what pass in each of the states, like two thirds of the states, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, after after getting the vote to even call a constitutional convention, right? So, okay. So here's the thing, and I am, I, all I was talking about is for the House of Representatives, all right. Um, and uh, that way, you know, uh, so it still had it would still have to pass the Senate, and it would still have to be signed off on the, uh, on the president. And it could still be overturned by the Supreme Court. Yeah. All right. So you got all of that. I'm just saying that the people should have more say in their government. But look, if the Senate's trying to push through some bullshit, like, you know, then the people could stop it. I mean, it's it's the the House of Representatives should be the House of the people. All right. Um, now, I also believe that the Senate, all right, which was originally, you know, that's what our leftover from the aristocracy, you know, uh, like the House of Lords they have in England. You know, the, the, the well, it, well, it's based off the it's based off the Roman Senate. Uh, but I I think that um, so where where we got on this line of conversation, uh, I can't remember, but I was getting to the point where uh, I was saying I think that a change that could happen. Uh, like to help get us to a point of a more voluntary government would be that, for example, a county uh, that was on the edge of a state, like let's say uh, Oregon and Idaho, you know, because it's relevant right now. Uh, so an Oregon county that borders Idaho votes and they want to join Idaho. I think they should be allowed to do that right? <laughs> without permission from Oregon. Like, because right now that's what it is that requires permission from the state government, Oregon. But uh, so as far as the states go, I feel like if we just let the borders more naturally shift, all right, uh, then you know I don't people would uh, people would be happier. There'd be you know uh, less uh, you know infighting. You know. Be, People of common cause could come together without necessarily having to move. You know, um, 
So, anyway, I think that that is a good first step to a voluntary, a more voluntary association. I also believe that on our tax returns, we could each, uh, when we're filing our taxes, there's like 15 executive departments. And uh, I think that part of the federal budget, you know, we should get to decide how much goes to each of those uh, departments. Well, we shouldn't be, uh, I, you know, the, the federal income tax needs to be abolished. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I know this is what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm talking about steps to get it closer to a more uh, voluntary government. So once you know, that at least takes back some control of how it's spent. Um, you know, it, well, uh, obviously, obviously, the goal would be, um, you know, voluntary uh, taxes. You know, but. I'm saying this this becomes the uh, a stepping stone towards that. The only thing that I think I would accept and be somewhat content with uh-huh. would be stripping the federal government of all power except for um, to levy trade taxes, imports, imports, and I'd say exports as well. Um, you know a you know, a, maybe a fee to enter the country and just a, you know, only only like a simple check with an international system to make sure you're not a fucking wanted murderer or fucking rapist or t- fucking, you know, it, just global terrorist. Right. That's but other than that, completely open border. The only thing federally that my you know, that. I'd be okay with my tax dollars going to is a defense budget. Um, if the military's current budget went to defense, I mean, we could afford fucking, you know, a, a fucking uh, a Sam turret at every fucking corner. So, <laughs> um, we can do bulletproof glass dome over the whole continent. Yeah, probably, right. I, I fucking don't. I don't doubt it. I, like. You know, we'll just go buy the fucking Sahara and make enough glass to, you know, and fucking, yeah, it, Jesus. But like, and, and to, and enforce the, the, the Bill of Rights throughout the country. So like, you know, I, I'd be okay with like a, a department that literally only exists to make sure that the states follow this basic document that. You know, these fucking amendments that are the, make up the Bill of Rights, you have to fucking maintain those. But the states, for the most part, you know, it have to fucking, you know, they are on their own, more like a confederation. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. But I think a confederation-type government would work a whole lot better now than it did. But if yeah. it came to, when it came to defense, like... The U.S. would be a fucking fortress, and unless you, you know, I would be fine with, like, some intelligence shit on on offshore, you know, like, yeah. in, in other countries, but not to the extent where we're meddling in fucking countries and their politics and taking out their fucking leaders and... I go against Google, you know, like... Like, we don't even need the NSA, you know? Oh, yeah, like, no shit, yeah, fucking Google and Amazon alone... Yeah. And and Facebook yeah. could provide right. enough data to fucking protect the United States. 
yeah yeah it's uh so and that's uh, uh another more radical thought that i've had is uh basically like maybe there should be a law that says uh whatever the government is allowed to spy on on their own people the people should be allowed to get that same access to that same information for all the government employees. Well, and there there I shouldn't like... be there shouldn't be anything, anything, okay, except so, for maybe yeah. troop placements within the United States. There should not be a single fucking thing that the government does that I should not be able to access a fucking system and see what the fuck my government is doing. Yeah, transparency is the big. Uh, there should be no fucking FISA court. There should be no fucking. There, there should be no Freedom of Information Act request that has any reason for denial except for direct <laughs> imminent threat of information released. Uh, yeah. Look, man, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think of what would qualify as that. Uh, you know, but uh, it would it would have to be like uh, some some unlocked uh, security door in our nuclear silo, like, you know, <laughs> or something. I don't even know. Like, I just feel like if we're paying for it, then we should have access to it. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's all our, uh, that's, that's, it's our stuff. It's our, it's our government. We, we paid for it. We want it to work a certain way. And um, we need to be able to verify that it is working in that way. Uh, I was trying to think of ways to take the money out of politics, and uh, the uh, right now the best I can come up with is uh, uh, to have like jury duty. Uh, you know, you have a draft of who's going to serve uh, in politics. Uh, that way, people have you know they can't sink money into it for their favorite person because it's just going to be a fucking random ass person. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking, you know, either that or, like, you know, very short terms. Yeah. Um, You know, it, and it, it not, yeah, not, I don't like the jury duty thing because it's compulsory. Um, yeah. Right, right. I was thinking about that. Like, you could, like, enter the lottery, but then uh, um, uh, I was worried about that getting corrupted, but uh, I, I had considered like, you know, it's not just like a compulsory for anybody, like, but anybody who was interested, put well, their name in. And if you just took off all the bullshit from our government that they fucking have to do, decide and know, like, and it's just simple fucking yes, no decisions as to like, hey, is it okay if we just re, you know, allocate these funds from, the, you know, from, from the uh, fucking tariffs to, you know, uh, build this fucking you know this bridge between these two states you know like like or or fucking to you know build up our defenses on because the canadians are getting testy on the fucking you know northern border and shit the mounties are fucking scoping it out so we need to build fucking moose repellent fucking fences i don't fucking know but like you know it'd be fucking pretty simple shit i mean that's not the most simple example i could have fucking thought of but i i mean you know it it works (laughs) (laughs) um so i um yeah i mean i i'm with you as far as uh trying you know getting those basics uh met however um and i think that uh what 
would be called, I guess, like home rule, you know, or what you like would be taken a step farther from like recent, you know, Confederacy where the states would have more power, kind of like the EU does. Um, I think that uh, um, even like the cities um, themselves should even have you know, more, uh, once they've incorporated into a city, you have more power, you know, like, I guess, or I should say more influence over uh, um, themselves than the state. So, like, if, you know, because most cities are, uh, tend to be more uh, Democrat-leaning and the states tend to be more Republican-leaning. Um, and so, if, like, for example, I, uh, you know, want uh, universal health care. Well, so, I mean, we, uh, our tax dollars already provide it for every Ukrainian citizen. Um, so, well, and, but know. real quick, that's the, that's the thing, right? So, <laughs> the uh, universal, uh, you know, universal to your community. And, um, so I think that, like, what I was going to say is, like, I, I wish, like, Columbus would be like, all right, boom, you know, we're going to have universal health care. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, if we, if we live and work here in Columbus, we just, that comes out of our taxes. We got fucking, you know, I can go, just go to the doctor, go to the local hospital, whatever, you know. Um, I don't think that, you know, uh, for the whole country, I mean, it would be nice, but so many people are against it. I think that uh, if it started um, smaller, people would realize that, like, it. It really it caught the thing is it costs so much less than health insurance does. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, if you start smaller, you realize that yeah. smaller is the is the yeah. fucking way to go. You know, right. you have you know like basically saying, your your old timey doctors and shit. Except you you have a few doctors, uh, fucking couple surgeons. You know, it basic basic you know emergency room. You know, fucking and fucking um. You know, like like triage shit, like just. Well, it's basically if I can boil down to a neighborhood uh, deciding to all pitch in and hire a fucking doctor and nurse or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then and then you have fucking you know, you're gonna have doctors associations and surgical associations that are gonna be like, hey, this would be a prime spot because it becomes competitive and it's not it's not fucking inflated fucking by Medicaid and Medicare coverage fucking shit. So they're just getting fucking money for no reason half the time. You you have a competitive nature within the medical field. So you have doctors who are like actually thinking about like, hey, this might be a prime spot for us to open up this practice because these two communities are like underserved and boom, you know, and we live in the fucking 21st century where fucking the internet exists and all these, the shit can be communicated and all this data can be fucking seen. We can ask fucking AI to fucking look for the best location to open up a new fucking surgical practice. Like it, you know, it's like, it, it's so I, I, um, I think that part of uh, uh, that, you know, uh, based on what you said, you might be missing uh, with the Medicaid, Medicare inflation is that uh, both Medicaid and Medicare, uh, they do not pay what the provider is asking. So they'll pay much less. And so if the provider needs, you know, $50 to do the procedure and another 50 to pay themselves 
or whatever, and they need a hundred bucks, if they tell Medicaid or Medicare a hundred dollars, they're only going to get fifty bucks. So, so then they have to tell Medicaid and Medicare, well, it's going to be a hundred fifty. That way, they yep. can at least yep whatever, and that just drives uh, the prices up for everybody else. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, uh, you know, that's that's the one thing. I'm like, with the amount of money that we are paying for our government i just don't understand why that that's not included i mean it's like i i guess that's my point if i if i had to pay it i want i want it. yeah I want that's it. why it, yeah uh dog and i dog and i talked about that specifically i'm like yeah you know i'd much rather have socialized health care than than this quasi socialized system that I have that's you know the the pricing is manipulated because of the fucking yeah. the, the government subsidizing shit. Yeah, I mean well, Jesus Christ dude the fucking COVID vaccines, you know, they they made a hundred fucking billion dollars on that like Pfizer did that year, you know, because of the guaranteed sales from all the governments around the world. All right. And uh but meanwhile, you know, we greenlighted them through the whole red tape process. We, um, we paid for the research from Moderna, uh, you know, and uh, and they're making literally hundreds of billions of dollars, and you know, and they, and and they're not they fucking they aren't even living up to their um to their requirements to share information globally. Exactly. So look, and uh, here's the thing, you know, in the in the street drug world, you know, if somebody did that for you, you'd look out. All right. They're not looking out for us. No. There's our cut. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You're not gonna look out. Like we just we just hooked you up. Like No, because you know? because they just fucking they just cut a fucking point of fentanyl with fucking with fucking quinine and fucking and sold you know sold it off as fucking heroin and you know, like they and made it into a gram and fucking said it was heroin so you know the fucking world is like hey we you know you made all this fucking money we gave you all these legal breaks we let you fast track the shit and it's not even living up to what it you know what you claimed it was going to fucking do in the first place so then we have to fucking do this whole PR campaign to fucking claim that you know you actually fucking didn't say it was going to do this it's just all this fucking crazy shit to protect the company that fucking you know like well, right now, uh, you know, Poland is trying to get out of their contract. They have a contract with uh, manufacturers, and they're claiming uh, basically uh, like a, a natural hardship. Uh, there's some term in Latin for it, for the legal word. I can't remember right now. But uh, but basically, there's a legal loophole that if you're in a contract and like, um, let's say, you know, a fucking earthquake happened or something, you know what I mean? There was some kind of disaster that you can be let you can be let out of the contract. All right. So Poland is claiming that right now based on the basis of having to support the Ukrainian refugees. Uh, <laughs> so they want out of uh, their, their vaccine contract. So we'll see how the European courts go with that. I'm kind of curious uh, uh, because, you know, the, the you know, they have to acknowledge it that like, you know, they Poland is housing the bulk of the Ukrainian refugees for Europe. So, uh, you know, you've got to, if you don't want them in your country, then, you know, you probably need to incentivize Poland to keep them there. So, 
Um, it's uh, man, and uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if you've been watching. Uh, you were talking about the South, uh, whatever that piece of Georgia that Russia is occupying, South Otessa or something. South Ossetia. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so my coworker, he's a Georgian, and uh, uh, he recent well. Actually, he recently got his American citizenship, but he is he's from Georgia. And uh, um, so, dude, I, we were watching it on Facebook Live going down. Like the, uh, um, so their government is stuck in between a rock and a hard place. All right, like the Ukraine and NATO and all these people, they're they're like, well, well, we need you to send tanks, you know. And they're like, well, we want in NATO. And they're like, well, if you send tanks, we'll think about it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, um, and they're like well this is no good they're on the border with fucking Russia Russia is uh, occupying a little like fucking looks like a little nipple on the map of their well, country and it gets even more I, complicated because a lot of Georgians you know uh, dog talked about it on here before a lot of Georgians lives were better mm-hmm. under fucking you know Russian communist rule than it is now so you know like they they're like well, they're like, why the fuck, you know, why the fuck don't we just be ruled by Russia? Because life will be fucking better. Well, speaking of uh, that, all right. So he said it's very common, like when his, when he was younger, his dad traveled to Turkey to work, you know, because there just isn't, there's not many jobs in Georgia. So it, uh, a lot of the uh, adults, you know, tra- travel abroad to work and send money back to support their families. So. The, what happened is the Georgian government uh, passed a law that said if you get a certain amount of money, I don't remember what it was, sent from outside the country, then you're going to be labeled a foreign agent. And uh, um, and so, like I said, all, much of the country has uh, at least one of the parents is working outside the country sending money back home. Yeah. And so the people freaked out. And uh, and they did their straight up, you know, their own January six type thing, uh, except they surrounded the whole building. The people, the the Congress uh, couldn't get out. Oh, it sounds right. like sounds like Ukraine when uh, uh what's uh, yeah. Polichenko is, um, elected. oh yeah, that might might on coup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, basically, so. But they got their way. Basically, they they made them stay in there until they reversed the law. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so, um, but uh, it's also going down right now in Senegal and in uh, uh, Burkina Faso. Uh, you know, they're evicting the French basically because they were part of the uh, uh, the French sphere of influence. Uh, basically, all the former French colonies. Yeah. Uh, operated in like a Commonwealth. You know, kind of like uh, England has, and uh, so they're ex- expelling the French. They might join with Mali. You got Peru right now. Peru is uh, like, uh, I, um, who was it? Either the president of Brazil or Mexico. One of them just put out a statement. Uh, you know, it was very critical of the United States about uh, funding the terrorists in Peru and all this, and uh, um, we tried to overthrow. Uh, the Pakistani government uh, right after right after uh, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine like it was like 
uh, a week or two, and we each tried to get it to a fast stand. Um, I got I got to start wrapping this up. Uh, yep. I, I forgot that I have a. I got to go eat dinner with my 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 friend who uh, my friend passed away uh, two thousand two thousand twelve. Yeah, it was two thousand. No, it was two thousand thirteen. It was ten years this year, and uh, his. Uh, his mom like i i know what happened like i I wasn't involved but um i i know the details and i've never i never knew how to get a hold of her because she she just needed some closure well my friend that died a few years ago i still talk to his mom all the time uh she's doing my taxes for me actually uh yeah so it's a i um you know we go to uh each year she has something on his birthday, you know, like, uh, uh, so look, yeah, I, I get it. Um, the, uh, especially being me being in the drug world for so long, uh, you know, I, uh, my Facebook friends list and the contact list in my phone is, a uh, kind of a graveyard. Um, yep. so, you know, uh, it's, uh, kind of crazy. Um, Sometimes I, I have uh, survivor's guilt about it. You're telling um, me. <laughs> yeah, I figure, yeah, you know, now exactly what I'm saying. So, um, I just uh, so I guess more in closing here. Uh, you know, I have like I have like 300 credit hours. Uh, so I am educated. Um, Although I feel like that's a total thing that he doesn't point it out, but some people, uh, you know, need to hear it uh, for their own purposes. So I, um, but and I've been in all this shitty situation, and I've seen the the all the bad and the consequences of you know where our society's going and our uh, and um, I just felt like. Being well spoken and and educated and observant, um, that I had an obligation uh, to help raise awareness uh, and try to institute change. Uh, I mean, uh, people are shocked when I drop in conversation that I've been to prison twice, um, and uh, and I usually uh, I love to do it when they're talking. Uh, that they don't even know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just everybody, you know, you see the, you know, the the crackhead or the tweaker, you know, the, the the hooker or the gangbanger, you know, all, all this, you know, that's what that's what you see as you drive by or you see on the news and. Uh, um, a lot of people don't understand how uh, how you even end up in that situation, and uh, I just feel like I I need to bring awareness uh, to that and uh, and maybe um, help bring some empathy, uh, you know, to that or at least an understanding of why they are doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, uh, so anyway, that's, I guess, uh, mostly 
you know, my goal is to raise awareness and uh, hopefully provide solutions uh, that will lead us in the direction of a, a simplified government that is more uh, the control of the people instead of the uh, in control, you know, by the people instead of controlling the people, you know. So that's uh, that. I mean, that's really what I want. Uh, I want to try to bring us away from uh, some kind of authoritarian slave state. You know what people when people say communism, what they think. You know what they picture in their head. That's really, you know, that can happen uh, with a, a fascist uh, dictatorship too. You know. Oh yeah. When the when the corporations tell the government what to do, you know, instead of the government telling the corporations what to do, uh, now that's just as bad. You know, like that's that's still somebody call, any, calling the shot. Any anytime somebody's doing it with force, you know, that's you know, just so any any amount any amount of the power that we can wrestle back. Uh, you know, like people are upset about the. Uh, student loan forgiveness but i feel like for the wrong reason they're like uh you know why not instead of looking at it as like why am i paying for that why don't you ask why are those people getting back their tax dollars and i'm not yeah you know like maybe think about it that way that's how you should be mad about it because those people are taxpayers too they're getting back some of the money they paid in yep why aren't you getting yours back well, and that's a, that's a whole nother, it's just like the health insurance industry. The reason that everything is so expensive there is because of government influence. Yeah. Yep. Um, All right. I got to go, dude. I, I greatly appreciate you coming. Uh, yeah. Come, come again. You know, I definitely uh, enjoy your talk. Uh, prison memoirs, OH, uh, on Twitter and, uh, prison memoirs of a modern anarchist on, uh, Facebook and YouTube. Send me a uh, send me like all your links in in a message, and when I when I put this up later, I'll uh, put it in the RSS feed description. Sounds great. All right, man, you have a good one. All right, guys, stay free. Bye.